Hello and welcome to the Enjoy Church podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope this message empowers, equips, and helps you become everything God has called you to be. Enjoy the message. Death has lost its victory. Death has lost its thing all because Jesus has conquered the grave. I feel like I can't keep still at the moment. I feel like I want to shout. I feel like I want to praise. I feel like I want to dance. What I'm not saying today is that the grave isn't real or the grave doesn't have power. Yes, it does. We know it does. But as long as that power that raised Christ from the dead is living in me, how many of you know we now have the power to turn the grave into a dance floor? We, we now have the power because the same power that raised Christ from the dead, it dwells in us. I love what it says in Psalm chapter 30, verse 11 and 12. It says here, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. Joyful dancing. I, I like this. Not just dancing. No, you have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. As I, as I, I, was, I was in mourning. I was in pain. I was in despair. I was lost, I was sorrowful, I was bound up, wound up. But Lord, you've turned it all into joyful dancing. You have taken away the clothes, my clothes of mourning, and clothed me with joy. joy. Clothe me with joy. Clothe me with joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. Clothe me with joy. Clothe me with joy. With, 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 with. Whatever you like. It's getting crazy in here. What do you think it's going to be like in heaven? Party. Presence of God. The angels are singing. There's dancing. There's creative dancing. Pastor Mick will be there. Praise God. <laughs> leading us, leading us into the presence of God. It's going to be awesome. That's, like, that's why we need to come to church because the joy of the Lord is here. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. You clothe me, Lord, with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. You say what? How many of you know I get up here, I push your buttons, but all I'm saying is what's in the Bible. Don't be silent. You're in the presence of God. You're like, but what about what the people say? The people don't choose whether I go to heaven or hell. The people don't deserve what sort of a servant and son I am. God does. God sees my heart. You might be like, well, God sees my heart. Why do I need to open my mouth? Because He says, don't be silent. He says, don't be silent. As in, I can't help myself. I will not shut up. I will not be quiet. We are living in days where the world is saying more than ever, church, you need to be silent. You can't say what is in the Word of God. I will not stop preaching what's in the Word of God. I will not stop teaching what's in the Word of God. I will not be silent for a world that does not know God. I will lift up my voice. I will lift up my heart. I will lift up my hands. I'll bring praise to God because He's worthy of all praise. He laid down His life. He was resurrected from the dead. He's seated in heavenly places. I will declare the high praises of my God who loves me and gave Himself for me and for you. And for you, He gave His life for us. I will not be silent. Oh Lord, my God, I will give you my thanks forever. I'll give you thanks forever, Lord. Anybody here want to give thanks to God forever? (laughs) Eight of you, that's awesome. How many of you want to give thanks to God forever? Let it begin now. Let it begin now in the house of the Lord. So we're all so thankful that the grave has been defeated 
Death has lost its sting. But I believe that God wants to, turn, to, to take uh, it a step further so that our mourning might be turned into joyful dancing. Joyful dancing. Now, I was, I was playing, obviously, talking about creative dance, but, but at the same time, I'm actually not. There's nothing more wonderful, particularly when men lead their, their families, lead their wives and lead their children into the presence of God with a joyful dance. And you might be like, no, that's going to be too far. No, it's not. No, it's not. When you get saved and you know what Christ has done for you, you cannot be quiet and you cannot stop moving. You can't just sit there because something on the inside says, I got to get up and I got to praise the Lord. I got to get up and I got to worship Him. I'm going to dance before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because of what He has done for me. Joyful dancing. Not just dancing, but joyful dancing. Brett, joyful dancing. Praise God. We're going to dance before the Lord. We're going to dance in His presence. We want to dance in His presence. How many of you want to dance before the Lord in heaven? Give me a wave if you want to dance before the Lord. Where do you think you should start? Well, why wait until we get to heaven? Why not just start right here, right now? Right here, right now. He wants to exchange our mourning for dancing, our sorrow for joy, and clothe us with a joy, an inexpressible and glorious joy that is beyond words and even beyond our comprehension. I say beyond our comprehension because sometimes in life stuff happens. And it's like, and when stuff is going on and it doesn't make any sense and we're feeling this and we've got this going on and this is our reality. But on the inside, there's a joy. On the inside, we're focused on Jesus. On the inside, it's like, I know I should be downtrodden. I know I should be under this weight, but I feel like I want to praise Him. How many of you want to go there? That's where God wants us all to go. Now, maybe you've come to church and you're feeling like I did in the first half of this year, like I, like I had one foot stuck in the grave and, and like the grave was reaching for me and trying to drag me in. Now, if that is how you've come to church today, good for you. You say, good for you, that we feel like that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying good for you because you came to church if that is how you came to church today. Good for you. I, I say that because you made a decision. How many of you have worked out there's lots of things that happen? Some things have happened to us. Some things have happened around us. There's all sorts of things that happen in life that we don't get to choose. But you chose to come to church. You chose even though your feelings are saying, stay in bed. Even though your feelings are saying, it's going to be too hard even though you're going to have to encounter people and even though it's going to be awkward and even though you've got all these things and it's weighing you down, but still you chose to rise up, hopefully have a shower, but if you didn't, that's okay. You came into the house of the Lord and you've positioned yourself before the throne that God might encounter you and you might encounter God. And I believe today that because you've done that, you have positioned yourself for a turnaround. How many of you could do with some joy? All right, now I'm seeing half of your faces and you could. All right, just say. How many of you could do with some joy? Just be honest in the house. I gotta tell you, I want, I want buckets of it. I, I said, you'll hear me say it next week. I'm gonna preach myself happy all the way to the upper room at the summit. So between here and the end of February, 
Just come and get happy in the house of the Lord. I plan to preach myself happy. I plan to preach myself into the throne room of God. I plan to preach myself into the future that God has got for me. I plan to get Dr. Emmanuel and we're going to dance before the Lord together. I'm going to tell you, we're going to enter into the presence of God because it's in the presence of God that miracles happen. You have positioned yourself in the house of God for a turnaround, for an exchange, for a miracle in your circumstances, in in your life realities. Psalm chapter 84, reading from verse 1. It says here, how lovely is your dwelling place. How lovely. How lovely, Lord. Oh, my Lord, you are so beautiful. How lovely is your dwelling place. Oh, Lord Almighty. I I long, I long, yes, I, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. I I, I will shout. I will shout to the living God. I'm going to come before the Lord. I'm going to shout. Now, now, I've already got you to raise your hand. Some of you are like, you just got here. You're feeling like you've been dragged off into that grave and you feel like the grave is trying to pull you in. Well, I'm going to say, get off me now. Why? Because I know where my help comes from. And I'm going to begin to shout joyfully to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm going to begin to shout joyfully to where my help comes from. And it's like, but you haven't got your miracle yet. That's the point. I'm going to bring a sacrifice of praise before my miracle arrives. I'm going to shout joyfully like I've already got it. I'm going to shout joyfully like I'm stepping into it. I'm going to shout joyfully because I know where my help comes from and I will put my trust in in my God. Even the sparrow, praise God for the sparrows, finds a home there and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at at a place near your altar. Oh Lord Almighty, my King and my God. What joy for those who can live in your house always singing your praises interlude. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about now. Praise God, all right. What joy for those who are strong in the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, anyone ever been through that valley? It sucks. I've been there. I know where it is. I don't want to go there again. But there's no doubt there might be other valleys that I might need to pass through and you might need to pass through. We all go through valleys. So when they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs where pools of blessing collect after the rains. They will continue to grow stronger and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. Oh Lord Almighty, hear my prayer. Listen O God of Israel, interlude. Praise the Lord. O God, look with favour upon the King, our protector. Have mercy on the one of the one you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our light and protector. He gives us grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who do what is right. 
O Lord Almighty, what joy for those who trust in You. What joy for those who trust in You. I say what joy there is for those who trust in the Lord. Well, well the, the grave might be real, and yes, it is. Joy will be my reality. Joy will be my reality. I say joy can be your reality also, but joy will be my reality. Why? Because I'm special. Yes, I'm special, but no more special than you. We are all special in the eyes of God, but joy will be my reality simply because I choose to trust in the Lord. That's it. I choose to trust in God. It's not because I'm special, any more special than anyone else. I'm special because I'm a child of God, but because I am a child of God and I've learned to trust in God, there is no doubt, I have no doubt about it, joy is going to be my reality. A lot of things have happened, probably to you too, will happen. But, but, But the reality is this, there are some things that are beyond our choosing, but we get to choose in whom and in what we will put our trust in. You get to choose. I get to choose. There are many things that happen in life that we do not get to choose. But you get to choose. I get to choose in whom and in what we are going to put our trust. And personally, I'm going to choose to put my trust in God. I choose to put my trust in the Lord. In Psalm 84 verse 12, it says, O Lord Almighty, what joy. Everyone say joy. Joy. Say joy. Joy. All right, shake shake it off. Everyone's folding your arms. Unfold them. What joy? Everyone say joy. joy. It's, like, it's like, did he just tell us that? It's like, I feel like I'm back in school. We are, we're in school. We're in the presence of God together. It's like, it's like sometimes I've been in church and I said, we were in church recently and someone went, <laughs> they were gone. That's the problem, isn't it? You get yourself real comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable in church. I want God to be like with a, one of those cow prods. You know those electric cow prods? I want to feel the power of God. I don't come to church for a sleep. I come for a wake-up call. I want everything that God has got for me. Praise God. I want it all, 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 all. What joy? Everyone say joy. Say joy. Shout joy. Joy, joy. What joy for those who trust in you. So this is verse 12 of Psalm 84. How many of you know it's the last verse of the chapter? There's only 12 verses there. We get to the end and it says, what joy for those who trust in the Lord. It's telling us here, the final verse of chapter 84 is telling us that if we will trust in the Lord by embracing the first 11 verses, that joy will be ours. How many of you want more joy? What do we need to do? We embrace the first 11 verses. So, if you're ready to dance on some graves, anyone here ready to dance on some graves now? Come on, enjoy it. Is there anybody here ready to dance on some graves? So you need to kick some stuff off. Kick it off. To exchange the fragrances of death for the fragrances of heaven. <laughs> to throw off your mourning and be filled with joy, joy, glorious and inexpressible joy. Let's go back to verse 1, Psalm 84, verses 1 and 2. How lovely is your dwelling place. How many of you know there's no place like church where the people of God meet together? I'm not saying in this building. I'm saying when the church comes together, there is no place on planet Earth quite like it. This is the dwelling place of God. 
There's no doubt about that. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. I long, I long. Yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. So right at the beginning, before we get to the end, we see, okay, how do we set off right here? We start shouting joyfully to the living God. Now, I know there are some Pentecostal ways, Pentecostal expressions that cause us to be lumbered in the loony bin. People don't get us. People don't understand us. People say they're drunk. People say they're drunk. No, they're just filled with the Holy Ghost. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you may be a little bit different to your neighbours. If you're not, maybe you're filled with something else. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you should be different to the person who sits beside you at work. There should be a difference because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. I love this passage. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully. Why? Because I know where my help comes from. I know in whom I'm putting my trust. Now, I'm sure there'd be some good religious folk amongst us today and watching online. And they may say that you don't need to go to church to be a Christian. How many of you have heard that before? Yes, 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 we've all heard it before. Uh, You don't need to go to the temple to be in the presence of God. Yes, yes, we've heard it all before. Heard it all before. It's like, whatever, I'm not even going to try and debate that. To some degree, I actually agree, to some degree, but not in totality. While I agree that the presence of God doesn't inhabit a building per se, and, and His presence can be experienced anywhere, absolutely. I also believe that the presence of God inhabits the praises of His people. Now, you know as well as I do, as we've been singing, praising, worshipping, joy, joy, joy. You hear all the other voices and it does something in you that you are not going to get alone if you sit in your lounge room week in, week out watching online. It's just not the same. I thank God that during the COVID years, God was very kind and God was very gracious. I thank God for our incredible worship team and productions people that that put together services every week because we weren't allowed because uh, government said you're not allowed outside and I'm not even going to go there, but let's just praise the Lord anyway. And so so we get ourselves that we come through the COVID years, but some people are stuck. Can I encourage you, get off the couch now and get back into the house of the Lord because we need you and you need us and we are always better together. We will always be better together. Everyone say better together. Better together. There's something that happens that's supernatural in the presence of God. The sons of Korah, right? I, I, I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. You know, there was, there was times this year where I was unable to come to church as in, you know what, you know, but you don't want to know. And my, every week we would watch on a line and I'd cry. Because I so want to be with you. I'd cry. Because <laughs> I know in this place something supernatural happens. I need you in you, my life and you need me in your life and you need each other. There's so much of the church that just says, you know, I thank God we are not under law. 
But you know what I do think? I think there's some things that there was a law because God wanted this to be like this. And then we come into freedom and we almost treat some things with contempt that are holy under God. You are holy under God. Our worship, our corporate, our unified worship together as we lift up a voice and becomes like a symphony before heaven. That's holy under God, that sacrifice of praise. When we, when we come and we're broken, but we shout joyfully unto the Lord, I promise you it changes something in our reality. God sees the brokenness and, and he, it's like an offering that is coming from desperation and a heart of gratitude and thankfulness and our trust is in Him. And, and then things begin to change. Things begin to change. But we can't treat these things lightly or with contempt. Because in the end, we'll never get what we're believing for. We'll never see what God has promised. In 1 Peter chapter 2, reading from verse 4, it says, As you come to Him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, all of you, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. You're not meant to be a priest by yourself, but a holy priesthood as God joins us together, knits us together, unites us in life and in love together. We're being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So we come to the house of God. We come with our whole being, body and soul, and we shout joyfully before our living God because we put our trust in Him. Even though... I'm not joyful. I'm, I, my, my shout is joyful. Like sometimes we come and we feel like, okay, it's like the grave is dragging me in, but I know where my help comes from. So get off me because I'm going to go to the house of the Lord and I'm going to start shouting joyfully. I'm going to put my trust in God. I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to shout. I'm going to shout. I'm going to be obnoxious to the people around me because I need to, I need to touch heaven. I need to touch the throne room of God. I, I, I need to press through. I need to press through. So we're not joyful, but we shout joyfully because we understand that those who trust in the Lord will not be put to shame. Not be put to shame. Never be put to shame. Even the sparrow finds a home there and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. I, I, I love this verse. How many of you ever read verses and you're like, oh, you know, the door? You read it and it's like, it jumps off its page and it's like, and it's like, hey, listen to this, listen to this. How, how many of you love sparrows? Four of you. How many of you love swallows? I love sparrows. The little birdies. I don't know that they're that smart. Sometimes they bounce off my windscreen. Sometimes the swallows, when I'm sitting in the, in the back area, they'll, they'll just fly straight into the window. <laughs> They'd knock themselves out. Georgie gave a, a, a bird, I think it was a blackbird or something. You gave it mouth to mouth one day. I remember you're out there just trying to get, or is it Madison? One of you, you're out there trying to bring this little bird back to life. I don't know. I don't know. How many of you would think that your brain is bigger than the brain of a sparrow? Give me a wave if that's you. Praise God, half of you. <laughs> There are times when you really should lift your hand in church. How many of you would think that your brain is bigger than the brain of a swallow? How many of you think that you're smarter than a sparrow? 
Come on, everybody, lift that hand up. How many of you think you're smarter than a swallow? All right, I agree, you are smarter. So that being the case, even the little sparrow and the defenceless swallow with their pea-sized brains, pea-sized brains, are smart enough to build their homes and raise their children around the altar of God. Where are we building our homes? Where do we want to spend all of our time? What is most important? Where are we raising our children? Because the sparrow and the swallow, they make their home in the house of God and they raise their children around the Lord's altar. How many of you know they're really smart and you are smarter than they? Amen. You can say amen. It's okay. Verse four, what joy for those who can live who can live in your house, always singing your praises, interlude. Praise God. What joy for those who are strong in the Lord. Anybody strong in the Lord? I say, anybody strong in the Lord? What joy for those who are strong in the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem who set their minds. Friends, can I encourage you? If you do not set your mind, someone else will set it for you. You're gonna make up your mind. Who's gonna set your mind? Your mother-in-law? You don't have a mother-in-law yet. Be careful. Praise God. How many of you know mother-in-laws are incredible? Praise God. Who's gonna set your mind? Your boss? I can't can't be on roster on Sunday because my boss said I had to work. Who's going to set your mind? Who's setting your mind? The Spirit of the world or the Word of God? So Scripture tells us really clearly here, what joy for those, which is you, strong in the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. How many of you can tell me what Jerusalem represents in just two words? You know what Jerusalem represents in two words? God's home. God's home. So What joy for those who are strong in the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage to the home of God, the house of God, the presence of God. Every Monday, my pilgrimage continues. I'm on a journey. I don't plan to arrive until I arrive at the end of my years. But between here and there, I'm on a pilgrimage. I'm on a journey. And every every Monday, it continues on. Why? Because I've I've been in the house of God all day Basically, on Sunday, my whole life is around Sabbath, as it were, for us. I love, I love the presence of God. I love the house of God. It's like, this is my time in the presence of God. And then I step out on Monday. Uh, I typically have a game of golf with Mickey. And, and then, but it's like, from here, we talk about what happens on Sunday. And it's like, from here to Tuesday to Wednesday, it's all time engaging, coming back. My pilgrimage, I'm set. I'm coming back here next Sunday. I'm going to be in the house of the Lord next Sunday. Every Sunday, I said in the first service, there might have been, before this year, due to unusual circumstances, there might have been five Sundays in the last 34 years that we haven't been in church. And it's like, oh, that's weird. No, I'm passionate for God. I'm passionate for His house. I know what happens. I need the body of Christ. It's not like like I'm under a law, I'm under love. I get to choose where I spend my Sunday. Most of you get to choose where you spend your Sunday. 
So I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. God's house, my pilgrimage brings me back to the house of God, to God and to you. A lot of people want to say, you just need to, as long as you've got the God connection, that's all, you, you don't need the church. I say they're dumb. Dumb. Anyone who can say you can live a life in Christ without the church has lost their mind. They don't know the Scriptures. I am knit together with you. I am joined together as the body of Christ. I need you. You need me. Oh, how happy we can be. We need each other. Verse 6, I've got to keep going. When they walk through the valley of weeping, like I said, I've been there. It will become a place of refreshing springs where pools of blessing collect after the rains. The it here, just so we're clear, the it is the house of God. I'm going to tell you, when I turn into Lance Road, you'll, you'll hear me. I drive a V8. Where are the V8 drivers in the house? Give me a wave, you driver. Oh, we're dying. We're a dying breed. Fossil fuel's in. Praise God, it's in. All this electric nonsense, forget it. As in, you, you got to put it. You got to put something in the radio to make it sound like a car. Otherwise, no soul, no soul. Down with electric, back to fossil fuel. Four dollars a litre. Praise God. Let's go. So you're like, you're a fossil. I'm like, yes, I am. Praise God. What am I talking about? I got no idea. That it is. So I turn around this corner. You'll hear my V8. As I'm coming down Lance Road, I get excited. Why? Because there's guys, girls out there with their jackets on saying, welcome, welcome. Oh, man, they refresh my soul. They refresh my soul. I get out of the car. Hey, Pastor Shane. I come in through the doors there, high-fiving everybody. I've got a coffee in one hand, a Bible in the other. I've got legs going. So I'm just connecting with whoever I can as I come through the door. It's good for my soul. I typically hang out in the foyer, saying hello to people, hugging people, kissing people. I don't know who they are, half of them, but praise God. They're in the house of God. They're happy to see me, I think. I think. Georgie got asked the other day who she was. It was awesome. It's like, who are you? <laughs> I'm Georgie. And they go, ah! Oh, it's, awesome. it's awesome. We're here. I love this place. It's good. Come in through the doors. Get greeted by the greeters, hosted as people host, get to walk up and down, say hello to you all. Can I encourage you? Don't be here at 11.30. If you get here at 11.30, you're late. Be here at 11.25. Be in the auditorium. Say hello to people. You're not here for yourself. And you're not just here for God. You're here for each other. We need each other. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Man, I've got to get this thing done, don't I? They will continue to grow stronger and stronger. There's another interlude there. Let's keep going. Verse 10. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. How many of you believe that? Okay. A single day in your courts. How many of you would agree that this is the courts of the Lord when we come in, worship together? If that is the case, how much priority do we put on being in the courts of the Lord? If, if, if it's better than a thousand anywhere else, I only say this, I'm not trying, it's like, hear my heart. You know what? We are called to make disciples, not fill rooms with people. A disciple understands the importance of gathering together. 
We are living in days where the world is trying to strip away every good thing that's in the kingdom of God. I, I, plan, I plan to fight back. That's a grave reaching for you and reaching for me and reaching for the church. I'm like, get the hell off me and get back to hell where you belong. I said it in context. Don't be nasty, all right? Don't be nasty. You're thinking, are you allowed to say that? Get off me. Get off me. Because then everything, everything out there is trying to pull us back. Ah, ah, tell it to get lost. You know who you are. You know what you're called to be. I'd rather be a gatekeeper, yada, 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 yada. You know what we're going to do? This is what we're going to do. We're going to shout. We're going to get some joy back in us.